Welcome to Ravel, a roundtable show about how faith gets complex with the vast amount of information at our fingertips. For some people, this complexity has caused the unraveling of their faith, and for other people, it's been liberating. Take us, for example. I'm Stephen. I'm Josh. And I'm Emily. We each grew up in different parts of the American Christian spectrum, and as some of our beliefs migrate, we still feel like our theology is in process. Theology always has fundamentally been, and will always be, an exploratory dialogue. That alone is proof that faith raveling doesn't have to be a crisis, even if it feels like it. We don't have all the answers, so we want to use this show to model what it can look like to genuinely sort through beliefs in real time. So share a drink with us as we pull on the thread of our own pressing questions. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, y'all. Hello. Hi. I never know how to intro an episode, but I always feel like I have to say hello to you. Yeah. I mean, that would be so, courteous. Yeah. What are you guys drinking today? Yeah. So I, my mother-in-law was staying at my house uh, while I was in Scotland and she left some like peach frescas in the fridge. Oh. And uh, to be honest, I haven't tried it yet. So cheers. Emily. Oh, nope. 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 Sorry. Nope, oh, no. Nope, that's a nope. no. Never way, mind. Way too sweet. Oh, that is not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> I love the peach one. Not my favorite, but I do love it. It's I was okay, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I know it's not LaCroix, but whoa. Okay, sorry, continue. No, I just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> As he's like choking. Um, I have this really cute tiny can of cherry coke. It's like one of those seven and a half fluid ounces, like those little baby cans. Which is just delightful, you know, Very and cute. it was here at the church fridge and no one else is going to consume it. So here it is. I'm drinking a bit of a deconstructed G&T over here. I poured myself a dram of gin, as the Scottish say, with a little bit of lemon juice and some ice. And then on the side, I've got some key lime LaCroix. Uh, mm. It's delicious. I'm drinking the Rainier gin, which is just so junipery and like crisp. And I love it. Yum. Beautiful. So I'm bringing a question to you guys that you have no idea what I'm about to say. No clue. I think this is going to be a fun follow-up to the, I just don't know how we know what we know, you know, episode number 153. But I think it's going to be a very different direction. So, But I think this will be a fun follow-up. Okay. I want to ask you a question that I feel like evades the most intelligent thinkers of the Christian minds. (gasps) What even is Gnosticism? <sighs> what even? Whoa. Yeah. I think I, what I remember is that Gnosticism was a sect of Christianity or of theological thought. It, mostly I relate it to like the idea of like the spirit and the body duality, like they're separate kind of thing like the soul is the pure thing and the body is the sinful thing and like how that theology works here's what i think we should do (laughs) i think we should say what our best idea of what we think gnosticism is okay and then we should have notes and then i think we should talk about quote-unquote modern gnosticism so i think steven's basically already done that like what he thinks like gnosticism like 
Like, is like that's a good definition of Gnosticism for you, you think? I think so. To be honest, it's yeah. always been really muddy and unclear to me. Ah, uh, this, this might get interesting. I want to go next only because I want Emily to fact check both of us to see if she knows more than us because I think she probably okay. does. Okay. Um, I think of Gnosticism as like an early branch of Christianity that got quickly demolished as heretical because of how much they were muddying the waters with ideas of hidden knowledge and that like things were like not things weren't like true because they were true at face value. They were, they were true in ways that could only be learned from people who had the secret knowledge. And so therefore it was, it was deemed as like wrong and incorrect because of like how much power that gave to people. That's like, I don't actually know how historically accurate that is, but like, that's what like comes to mind hmm. is like the whole secret knowledge thing. Sure. Okay. So Emily, what even is Gnosticism? So we're going to start with the word Gnostic, right? So the word like Gnosis, meaning having knowledge or like a spiritual knowledge. You are both correct in the sense that they are a sect or a group from like early Christian early Jewish and early Christian groups together, they emphasized this idea of a spiritual knowledge. And Josh, very much so what you were saying is totally true. This idea of like a hidden divine knowledge. Um, One of the things that separates Gnosticism from other sects of Christians is they have like this lesser divinity, like a lesser God and then like a supreme God. So God and then like a lesser God. But they would still be considered like monotheistic. So it's fat. It's fascinating oh. how they like how they like break that down. There's also this idea of they put this spiritual knowledge, right? Like this gnosis above like traditions and authority of religious groups or institutions like this spiritual knowledge was greater than any of those, like any tradition, anything that the institution would plug into was lesser than this idea of this gnosis or this having of knowledge so was it directly in opposition to traditions like that were forming like for instance i don't think that it was around at the time of the catholic church i think it was pre-catholic right pre-catholic yes okay Hmm. interesting so would it have mostly been like having that dialogue and doctrine about tradition towards jewish tradition most likely yes Mm, interesting like christian tradition was still formulating in a way the reason i bring this up is because i think that in my view i think that the word gnosticism not only has become poorly defined in the modern day like clearly there's like a history like it it is a reference to a specific group of people at a specific place and time sure. that is not encapsulated by the bill, by the Bible, the Bible, by the Bible or in the like mainstream, what we now think of as the mainstream Christian thought. And as a result of that, I think that we've like reached this weird point where the word itself has become like a boogeyman word, almost like Marxism has mm-hmm. in the U S but then the way that I've seen Gnosticism talked about, it makes it seem like to me that it's not that far off from what a lot of Christians think. And so like, <laughs> there's like this weird like dichotomy in my mind when it comes to Gnosticism that I, I never see anybody address. And like, so I want to know if like you, 
two are seeing that like same thing play out mm. in the way that you've heard people talk about it or if that's just like mm. or maybe i just like don't have the full picture of like how modern christians handle the topic mm. i almost feel like in a weird way it's not really talked about in my context and i'm mm. wondering if that's partially because it was and still is seen as this heresy in christianity so i'm wondering if it's just like one of those oh yeah no we don't talk about that like <laughs> brush over it it's all good kind of mm. things is but it like a brush worth- over or like oh that's settled we can move on yeah 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 it, it's more like that it's more like that and yeah like i don't even know how i would even begin to maybe i would just need to teach a class mm. on it mm. or like yeah because i mean like it sounds like what i was attaching to it it kind of like I can see it coming out of this idea of like there's hidden special divine spiritual knowledge that's available, whereas there's also like carnal knowledge that mm-hmm. the divide is kind of set up such that if it's the spiritual and hidden knowledge that can connect you to God and actually like help you transcend or whatever. Yeah, then the body is just, I don't know, it's basic or it's bad, you know? Right. So, like, I can see how, I guess, whatever I was attaching to it, like, comes out of that. But I don't know if that ever was made explicit by the Gnostics, you know? I just texted y'all a picture of Google's, oh, there's a name for it, but basically, like, where Google shows you, like, how often a word has been used in books throughout history. Oh, whoa. And we are, like, in a spike from between 1800 and present day, we are in a like very large upturn spike in the use of references to Gnosticism. Wow. Which is really interesting to me. It looks like there was a spike in the between 1850 and 1900, but then it dropped sharply. And ever since 1950, it's been on the upturn in terms of people talking about it in books. What was going on in 1870? I want to know now because I'm looking at this chart. Well, like, I mean, Whoa. I mean, just knowing what I know about like American history of religion, that kind of makes sense to me in terms of mm-hmm. like how much religious entrepreneurship there was at the time. Yeah. Like just the other day, I learned that like Christadelphians are still around. Like there's a Christadelphian huh. community here in the Seattle area. But that like arose at the same time as the Mormons and the Anabaptists and the, you know, Quakers. And so it, it makes sense to me that there would just be more like theological writings and distinctions around that time but i would sense- be curious to know what was happening before 1800 oh yeah me too yeah like were, were christians concerned with it at all like what about or during about like it? the enlightenment oh yeah because i feel like the idea of gnosis and like coming to knowledge is a very like enlightenment idea yeah yeah that's interesting so what do you think what do you think got us to this like demonization of not just gnosticism but like labeling things as gnosticism to dismiss them i feel like that is the most common phrase i've heard in christianity besides just heresy and anytime i've heard someone like mention <laughs> gnosticism it feels very like oh no it's not just heresy it's gnosticism you know what i mean uh i've, I've, I've at least i've heard that a couple times maybe that's not common when i hear that a defining feature is something about like hidden knowledge secret knowledge divine knowledge or something it does give me like masonry vibes of like Mm. oh sure secret levels of wizardry you know that you have to like graduate through and whatever 
so I truly don't know if that's anything, but if like, if others have this idea of like a group that claim to have like hidden secret knowledge, I don't know. It might just start feeling weirdly culty and like, I don't know, Scientology or something like that. Oh, guys, I met a Scientology evangelist in Scotland. <gasps> I can't believe- Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah, we were out in Edinburgh and we were taking a walk and uh, he hands me a pamphlet and it just said like free personality test on it. So I was like, oh, that that's kind of cool. That's how they get you. As I was walking away, I opened it up and like Scientology.org is like on the bottom of the. So I was like, Dixie, you get our coffee. I'm going to go talk to this guy. That's so funny. <laughs> And I just got like the quick lowdown. It was so wild to me. Like I did not see like street preachers for Christianity or anything, but this guy, he got me, dude. Hell yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Fascinating. Does anything like that vibe just like skeeve Christians out too much that they, you know, you label it Gnosticism because it gives you masonry vibes you know and then yeah i don't know pentagram is demotic that seems that seems fitting i'm i could just be completely making that up but no i think that's accurate because i've yeah no i think i think that some people definitely do that not saying everybody does that but i i think that definitely happens what do you think about the idea that like some gnosticism quote unquote like not just like to demonize people but like what do you think about like some of the like actual ideas from gnosticism making its way into mainstream christian thought like i just read on the wikipedia page that tertullian the church father Mm -hmm. called Mm -hmm. paul the apostle of the heretics (laughs) and some theologians have criticized paul as being closer to gnosticism than like proto-christian doctrine that developed like right after paul which I think is interesting to me that adds credence that sure it, like some Gnostic thought patterns have made its way into Christian doctrine. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Christian doctrine is mostly Pauline. What does it say what you're reading? Like what the main critiques of Paul are that give him the Gnostic flavor? Yeah. One of the things it mentions is like in Corinthians, he talks about like some people have been given knowledge and that idea is like, to us, that sounds more enlightened, enlightenment-y, like, not Buddhist, but like, yeah. you know, the Enlightenment. But back then. Uh, but back then, it would have sounded Gnostic. Mm. So that's like, that, that's the biggest parallel that this very broad wiki article points to. But then, of course, there's like other Gnostic texts that like some people have argued that Paul is quoting. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that I see a connection to is a divide of the spiritual and the physical. I think that a lot of modern Christians have like demonized the physical Mm. and quote Paul where he says things like that. Mm -hmm. And like, that is one of the, I think you mentioned it, Steven, that is one of the only other Gnostic ideas that like I could quote off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. So it feels like, it just feels like a very strange, like I feel, yeah, because like that division I think is like one of the primary roots of like this idea of like the natural world and the supernatural world or like yes. supernatural mm. realms exist yeah. because there is a divide between the spiritual quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And like there's this weird like demonization of material, like 
oh, that's just materialism. And like, there's a way of saying that where it's like Mm. American consumeristic materialism. And then there's like, oh, you only believe that the entire universe is matter and you don't believe in spirits, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, that divide, I think like one of the primary roots is kind of that idea. Cause I, I feel like that just opens you up to like supernatural paranormal mm-hmm. you know even just like angels and demons and what the heck is going on there we just want to say how honored we are that you listen to Ravel seriously there's a lot of great shows out there and we're grateful to be in your feed thank you for helping us on our journey to normalize people asking questions about theology if you want to support what we're doing the best way to help is to tell a friend about us We want to be a resource for people on their faith journeys, whether they're deconstructing, reconstructing, switching churches, deconverting, and everything in between. And if you're able, you can support us for as little as $3 a month on our Patreon. Supporting us helps us cover fees, software, equipment, future ideas, and more. For all of you church finance skeptics out there like me, don't worry, we're keeping an open book for transparency. For our supporters, we've built an online space where we can be together. We know it can be difficult to ask questions about our faith, so we want to make that more accessible, comfortable, and normal. We're using an app called Discord, where you'll get private access. You already know us, and we'd love to get to know you. Thank you to everyone who's already supporting, and thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme music, In Full Color. What do you think is the modern evolution or result of Gnosticism? Because I brought up like some parallels to Christianity, but I don't know if it'd be fair to say that Christianity is like the sole, like modern version or something. Hmm. I think we could say it like has been influenced, but do you think that there is any, anything or ideology that is the modern form of Gnosticism? Hmm. Or is Gnosticism just through and through? It's, it's always Gnosticism or something. I don't really know what it would be other than what it is. Do you know what I mean? Mm, sure, sure. Hmm. That's, mm, I don't know. But of course, that doesn't prevent people from saying, from like criticizing other ideologies being like, oh, well, that's Gnosticism. Yeah. And maybe that's their way of just putting an identifier. And maybe when they're saying that, they're just referring to the fact that it's heretical Maybe they just want to sound fancy. Like, honestly, like Mm. that just sounds Mm. so belittling. But (laughs) I think when people want to put a name on something, they're going to find a name that stands out and they want to have something to identify it as. And if there isn't something that's clean cut, they're going to find something that's within that realm. Oh, Gnosticism. So, yeah, sure. Okay, let's go with that. You know, Stephen, do you think there are any modern versions of Gnosticism? I don't know. I've kind of been racking my brain for it. The more I browse the Wikipedia Gnosticism page and it going through uh, a couple core concepts of Gnosticism and specifically some of the jargon of it, to me it seems like one could just argue that this was another new religious movement that didn't make it off the ground, that was influenced by Jewish Christian roots, um, that was trying to put unique names to the same things like having different names for the spiritual and God and the spirit and 
not focusing as much on not putting the focus on the Trinity, so to speak. I could see someone writing it off as just that. And therefore there is no modern version of Gnosticism. Like we don't talk about the urge and the demiurge and the monad in present. Like no, no pastors out there like talking about those things. Like some pastor Mm. might be like talking about wisdom and like how the, like, and like the Gnostics really upheld wisdom. It seems like, like in terms of like the hidden knowledge or light, Think about like John, you know, Gospel of John, light, mm-hmm. whole prologue of John, basically. I think it's hard for me to uh, point to a specific person here because I don't think I've heard it this specifically, but I think that I have heard people generally think of and criticize deconstruction broadly with broad strokes as Gnosticism. Like, what to what mean? extent? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think maybe the connection is like the hidden knowledge um, oh, okay. Like you think you found something more smart than the Bible. Like you think you're okay. better than the Bible. Okay. That kind of, I, I, I think it's reductionist. Honestly, I, I don't think it's a very good corollary. Huh? Yeah. I think a better corollary is uh, conspiratorial thinking among Christians. I think that that could very easily be a modern form of monasticism in Christianity. I like that. That's kind of where I was again. Like I can't shake this like Knights Templar like masonry vibe. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like hidden knowledge. I don't know. You talk about people like the secrets in the Vatican or whatever. You know, or like I don't know. I even think of that awful uh, Nick. It's a good awful movie. The, the National Treasure. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> With Nick Cage. Um. Like there's just there's this element of. I don't know. I like I could see modern Gnosticism kind of leaning on this conspiratorial thinking of like there were people lining the twin towers with explosive and you know it's just like somebody knows this out there somewhere and it's like I I don't know why it keeps bringing me back to this this vibe of like shadowy figures. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it does because like I'm I'm reading a little bit as you're talking about like the, the some of the differences in the cosmology of the early Gnostics, not just naming things differently, but like placing different emphases, um, like on the, on the stories of, uh, good and evil and God and how God relates to humanity. And it feels, I think to a Christian, that kind of like thinking feels very alternative for lack of a better word. And I think it can feel undermining to like, see a different take on, or, diff- or even just like a different emphasis or different wording on the same traditions. Well, and also, like, I feel like it goes without saying that, like, not all Christians, quote unquote, at that time would have believed Jesus was equal with God anyway. Like, that wasn't just the Gnostics. That was, like, yeah, arguably most Jesus followers at first. And, like, that wasn't, like, quote unquote, solidified for hundreds of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like that, like, that, they would not have been, like, controversial for that. Like to not emphasize Jesus, even if they were following Jesus. I said that weird, but I feel like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you, you but yeah, know? I don't know. Like, I think that like, the whole like hidden figures situation. I feel like the modern conspiratorial thinking is really close to mm-hmm. those like Gnostic kind of ideas, at least as I understand them. Like, maybe I'm like kind of reading it wrong, but it just seems so parallel to me. Emily, what do you think? Do you think that? conspiratorial thinking is Gnosticism. I think it can be for sure. 
again, maybe that's just a label that's maybe the most fitting for mm. Christian conspiracies to, to utilize. But again, maybe it depends on because I'm with Steven on this, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm mm. seeing like the hooded figures standing in a circle like they they know something that we don't and mm. you got to have the password to join the group like but i don't think it's entirely that simple either it, sure in application so i think it's a little bit of everything mm. i feel like it's it's weird to conceptualize it is weird with mm-hmm. like i uh, we say it in the intro like the like the information age is ours you know like yeah post enlightenment age of information it's like when we're talking about hidden knowledge even modern conspiracy thinking is kind of rooted in the love of the game that is like the like charlie dead like running all the red yarn all over the room like Mm, mm. we're seeing the like it's it's still what Gnosticism had maybe pre-Enlightenment, I, I'm i not sure if it's lost or not now that because I, th- just the discoverability of knowledge about anything now. And everything. Exactly. Hmm. Unless, you, unless you're really going to the root of like the spiritual aspect of this Gnosticism of like only God knows this and he for some reason has given these prophets the information to share you know these pe- i mean like man do i want to say this this way it, the belief in inerrancy feels like gnosticism to me because it feels rooted in this idea of like we don't know how we know that the bible is inerrant we just know it mm. and like there are mysteries that guided that person's pen and like the Holy Spirit inspired the the councils to approve this book for canonization and not that book, you know. Mm-hmm. John, we love. Thomas, get out of the canon, please. You know, it's like, I don't know. I do get the the temptation to demonize something that just undermines a main way of thinking, especially if that's your own way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I get the... I get why people who believe in conspiratorial thinking, I get why they feel demonized because I think some people are instead of trying to uh, like more empathetically course correct. And then on the other side, I see people who are walking away from church. I get how easy it is for Christians to demonize them as saying like, no, you're just like trying to be heretical. You're just trying to be a Gnostic because they literally can't see questioning as anything other than threatening i guess what i'm trying to say is i get the tendency to like try and associate something that you see happening with something that has happened before even if it's not like a complete matchup just to try and make sense of it like oh like well maybe deconstruction is just like the modern gnosticism like you think you've discovered like some secret knowledge that i don't have why would you have that i see it as a gut reaction i guess hmm do you feel like you're drawn to Gnosticism? No, I don't think so. I, I think it feels really ethereal and like mystical. And to me, it just seems like a rewording of a lot of like proto-Christian thought. And I, I don't think it seems... I see some similarities in it between what I think 
I've heard Gnosticism defined as and some mainstream Christian thinking, especially like some of the like spiritualizing of Paul, like Christ being in you and like the way in which we come to know God. But I don't, I don't think I feel like specifically Mm. drawn to it, I guess. Speaking in tongues feels like Gnosticism. Oh, yeah. How so? I don't know, man. Just back off. I'm praying in tongues of angels. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm hmm. And that's apparently all you can. Knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I've unlocked this, you haven't. Yeah, that's a really good point about just like maybe charismaticism in general too. That like there is a lot of focus on like seeking divine knowledge that um, yeah. only you can unlock, mm-hmm. and other people might not be able to. But other people can determine whether or not you have. Yes. <laughs> Got to build Which- in those safeguards, even if they don't work. <laughs> Which. Yeah to me wouldn't truly be and this would be me determining that it's not truly gnosticism um so that's invalid but i was going to say the idea of gnosticism really is like beautiful if you think about the idea of obtaining spiritual knowledge if no one else is dictating whether or not you've obtained that knowledge <laughs> like mm, mm. you know i think is it something that can actually really be Whoa, wait, are you saying Gnosticism was labeled heretical because it was recognized to be a threat to authority? Yeah. Oh, shit. That, that's what I believe. Huh. Okay, so then, then, oh, I, I, okay, I can see how Christians then are like, no, postmodernism is, or subjectivity, man, is yes, Gnosticism. Is Gnosticism. Because apparently mm-hmm. we all just get to go our own way and make up our own truth, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that it is a, a very, I guess I maybe want to say like it was a valiant effort <laughs> of Gnosticism to kind of rear its head. Because like I, I can a like see effort. some similarities between like, That's funny. like pl- platonic like Plato, like Platonic thought, um, which of course, like people have argued is like rampant in Paul's letters or like Um, Hellenistic Mm -hmm. Judaism, you know? Yeah. And like, clearly they're like in this like religious soup, like in the aftermath of Jesus (laughs) and the Roman empire. And like, they're trying to make sense of it. And like, I see similarities between the idea of Gnosis and Buddhist enlightenment and yes. and Christian salvation, like they're clearly trying to put language to mm. what they think and feel, and like interpreting with new information. I think that's that is what feels valiant to me about it is like the the idea that you can be open to new information and be learning versus like just agreeing to a static set of principles that like are eternal and like will never change in history. Yeah, well, I mean, the Ten Commandments were put into literal stone, so <laughs> we're not going to discover anything new we need. It is static. Gnosticism gets a participation ribbon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it doesn't feel like... I mean, I'm sure that there was evil in some groups, but like, it doesn't feel like a guru trying to lead people astray. Like, Well, yeah, because there's like, evil It doesn't feel like Mormonism group. or like, I don't know. Like, yeah, we just got to... Face the reality that don't knock it if it's trying to do something life giving, you know? Like, I don't see anything mm. harmful entirely coming from Gnosticism. I may not buy into it, but that's not to say that it's not life giving in a way. 
I guess one parallel, maybe to end with this, I guess one parallel I do see with people like unraveling their faith and deconstructing and leaving the church, the parallel I see with those people and Gnosticism is that Gnosticism seems to be just a loose movement, probably in a very similar way, like not led by a single person, probably can't be called religious, probably not all of them had the same view, but it seemed to be like a distinct ish set of way of thinking about religion at the time. And I do think that's an interesting parallel, like remains to be seen, like what's going to happen with the American church and like those of us who have left church or like those of us who want to be a part of church and see it changed for the better. But I do see that parallel, even if the like philosophical parallel isn't completely there. So yeah, Gnosticism. I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) I'm agnostic about it. Um, which actually brings me to, uh, should, should we be saying a Gnostic instead of agnostic? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Good point. Actually. Yeah. That is. <laughs> well, Emily, do you have, uh, some hidden secret knowledge to imbibe us with? I don't know if I do. Maybe that's for you all to determine. Maybe that's for our listeners to determine because that seems to be where we are in life. We apparently know what's best for people and what they should believe. And yet here we are on this very podcast saying, heck no, that's not how this works. There needs to be dialogue. There needs to be conversation. Hopefully y'all bring answers that we don't have. And I know for me, this has been a topic still worth exploring because there really is something more and new to learn and maybe the little secret knowledge that i have is hidden deep within the transcript of this episode you'll have to find it i don't know good luck good luck